Awesome. So, uh, do we just get started? Uh, In a world. <laughs> In a world where geeks get together to talk about the most random bullshit stuff of the week. Where files are stored in a Nova place. <laughs> that anyone can technically access. Would... There's nothing classified here. <laughs> Everything's labeled, but nothing can be found. Nova files. <laughs> but good luck trying to find anything specific, because we just go all over the place. <laughs> it was, and it was also labeled in an ancient language by the aliens that visited long ago. All right, that's going to be our next intro for the, the next session, obviously. Yes. In a world where stuff happens. So a bunch of geeks get together to talk about it. <clears throat> talk uh, about stuff. This is another one of our podcasts, except me and Dylan don't usually... We're not part of it most of the time. Uh, you know what? The more the merrier, and today's topic is going to be really, really interesting. I already shared it with you. But uh, before we get into that, how about we just do a general round of intros and we can talk about something that's happened recently in the Geekosphere and uh, then we can move on to the main topic. Yeah. All right. So for those of you who don't know, this is the Nova Files podcast where we just get a bunch of different people from the website together to talk about the most random geek stuff that we can think of and enjoy talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, uh, Peter from Medallion Comics, and as always is with me, uh, Ian Miller. From Triple Threat. And of course, we also got Greg from and Dylan from Sierra Nova Comics joining us on this uh, this live session of the Nova Files podcast. Yeah. Never had a live episode. No, no, we haven't. This is going to be a lot of fun because I do a lot of cussing, and uh, good luck to anyone trying to cut that out. No, no, no. Yeah, this is the rated X edition. R edition. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, how has everyone been lately? Uh, what's going on in uh, your uh, your neck of the woods, uh, geek related, that you'd like to talk about? Mm. Mm. Well, how about I, I give it a start? So uh, we got the uh, the tragic news this week of. Uh, uh, one of our favorite Power Rangers uh, having uh, f forever joined the Morphing Grid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that and was then, crazy. I yeah, don't know, that's but that's obviously, that's how that happens. But <laughs> yeah. like you know, I, for this session, I got out my little Dragon Zord. Got my Green Ranger up there, Ultra uh, Zord. So I'm just uh, paying respects, you know. But yeah, no, it's like that's the thing when it comes to like celebrity deaths. Like I never believe them when I first see them. Like it's like, yeah. oh, this is clearly like another prank. How many times did Stanley die before Stanley actually died? Yeah, they said that about like uh, Bill Cosby and stuff. But I guess people probably don't care now. <laughs> yeah, let's not push mm. the Cosby button. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Dylan's frozen, by the way. So. Yeah, I know the news was so shocking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Black Adam, I haven't seen that yet. So, oh, I, I saw it. You know what? Um, I've got to say, it's it's good. It's it's perfectly a fun movie. It's like it's a dumb comic book movie, but it's an enjoyable dumb comic book movie. Oh, great! Yeah. Uh... 
I thought Dwayne Johnson portraying black. What? And uh, portrayed a very. I thought he did. Uh, a lot of the characters were fine. Problem in my head. I know this is the is, is the villain. I had a, uh, Ian, you're cutting out pretty bad, man. Maybe it's when you're like putting your hand near the microphone. <laughs> You hear me now? Yeah. Maybe yeah. call. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, that actually worked. Uh, somebody else that had a issue, they just called me, and then I just held my phone up for a good. Oh my god. Lord. We'll try again, Ian. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Yeah, we're all we're all men here. We know how sometimes performance anxiety can get to us. My God, thanks. But yeah, try, try again now. I think you're you're coming in a little bit better. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. I think it's just your hand gestures near the mic is probably like doing something. Okay. Watch. Oh, okay. That's so the talking, one thing about virtual Comic Cons. Yeah. So you're talking about the uh, the villain of Black Adam. And this is a problem with DC. Sometimes the villains are not as, as good to be. Yeah. I love the idea of Sabak. It's, it's an interesting name, but I'm like, okay, we're just going to get this kind of demon overlord thing at the end of the movie, which is it was all right. It was something to fight. I found uh, how do I put this? The 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 towny stuff was really unnecessary. It's like oh, all the undead are coming back, so we're giving the uh, the regular people something to do and something to fight. That was just like oh, we, we can cut away from that. We don't need that. That was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? What's uh, new in your circles these days? Uh, nothing really, actually. I oh. haven't really done much of anything. <laughs> Has anyone gone to see uh, Black Panther 2 yet? Uh, I've not seen that. Oh, well, I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, Ian, what do you think of it? Um, the, the, the first act, I would say the last, maybe, clearly, yeah, we're which is yeah which is, which is i don't know if you can switch to another mic it's like I, we're getting every third word yeah <laughs> <sighs> uh, on uh well just uh while ian uh, gets that set up oh one thing um that i just finished watching and marathoning right now was the new uh wednesday uh, netflix show i get netflix He's cutting up bad enough. He could, could spoiling it. I have no idea. <laughs> Yo, is Dylan gonna come back or he's just gonna be haunting the chat? I don't know. Like, you know, we introed him and everything, and he just like boop, gone. 
But uh, yeah, no, I just finished. Uh... You showed him and everything. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I don't know what happened because my internet was still working, but like all of my 357 windows that were open froze. I don't know why. I like you know like all thousand that your three hundred fifty seven windows from all, all thousand tabs simultaneously in all of my three hundred open windows uh, froze. I don't I don't know what the issue was, but after I closed the whole computer down and turned it back on, it seemed to work fine. So, uh, yeah. you know, with the, with the one window. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you answered your own question there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I, anyways, yes. Wednesday. I, I'm not done with it yet, so don't spoil it. But I've been like flying through, and I watched like uh, I'm like five. What episode am I on? Six. How have you watched that? Know. You haven't like finished the Marvel shows and stuff. Because I don't have Disney Disney Plus. Like when it was on Netflix. Like. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no. That's because I didn't have time when they were on Netflix, and I watched a huge chunk of them, and then they took them off Netflix before I could yeah. finish them. Even though they say Netflix in the beginning of them, and Netflix should have had it, eternal rights to those shows. That's so stupid. They're like, let's you make know, a deal with Netflix, but then when we're really angry and want to make our own streaming platform, we'll take it from. Speaking of those shows, though, it's like I, I, I actually still need to finish them. I remember. I watched the first season of everything, the second season of Jessica Drew and Daredevil, and then I just kind of forgot about them. Like, Did you say I, Jessica Drew? I'm not sorry, uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, remember everything's alliteration with Stan Lee. So yeah, <laughs> he's gonna you know what is it? Uh, Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, Jim James Jordan, whatever it is. James, yeah. what's what's his name? What's the the photography guy? Peter the Parker? newspaper? No, the newspaper, like the what's his boss. Olsen? No, his boss. Jay, what? Jonah. Jonah. John. uh, Three. There's three J's, isn't it? In the three names. Four because there's a junior in there. Yeah. Oh really? (laughs) James Jameson. James Jonah Jameson Jr. Okay. James Jonah Jameson Jr. All of his characters are are, are alliteration, like all the main characters, so that it was easy to remember, and that's why one of his old uh, Hulk comics had Bob. Banner because he like messed up the name. <laughs> yeah. Also the color because I uh, remember you know the first Hulk comic he was gray. Yeah, yeah. That I, I think I think the green was the misprint and then that people liked it so like oh we'll just keep it green. <laughs> you know, and that's also very thematic for Wednesday, so we'll leave it at that. Yeah, she's allergic to color. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, no spoilers. But I just finished watching the season and I thoroughly enjoy it. I think you know. The Adams don't really need to be that serious. Like it's always been more of a comedy vibe, but you know it works. It, it that, works fun. I, I like it because, uh, ironically, just yesterday I was talking about um, how they don't really make movies like The Adams Family or Ghostbusters anymore, where it's like a multi combination of like, like if you think about Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is a drama, comedy, sci fi, fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's that intense. Like it's science fiction because they have they're using scientific things to capture ghosts, which are supernatural, with gods in the fantasy world, uh, with comedy because like the whole team's humorous, with drama between the love interest and romance, like a rom com. Like it's in- insanity, like how open ended it is. And yeah. it's the same with like uh, the Adams family. It's like a horror comedy drama, you know, kind of thing. And it's like I, I really wish they would make more content like that because that stuff was universally likable 
And so, yeah, I was very, I was very excited when I saw that Wednesday trailer and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, I remember someone saying that they were making this Adams family thing. And I remember seeing the, uh, the characters and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, it's on Netflix. So I was like, I started binging that, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago? Um, but yeah, I was trying to think of another one that was like that. Uh, Oh, like, like even like the old fam, like just like the family fun movies, like uncle buck. You know what I mean? Or like, again, it's like a drama comedy, uh, life, you know, stuff. So it's like, I feel like they need more of those types of movies. And so they're having a show that uh, if it gains enough attention, maybe they'll realize like, Hey, this is, this is the stuff everyone can enjoy. It's really good. Men in black. Yeah. Men in black's another great one. Yes, exactly. Well, you, when you, when you stop and think about it, a lot of those shows did end up getting pretty good cartoons. Like there was a really good men in black cartoon. Uh, Ghostbusters had a cartoon. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters. Uh, the Adams family had a cartoon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was See? great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know I was gonna say, like, that's awesome. You know what? What bad movie had a cartoon that was actually better than the movie? The Godzilla. Fantastic Four. Animated, oh. <laughs> Godzilla the animated series. I don't remember. Yes. So first off, I have like almost all of the old VHS tapes back to like the fifties movies. I've seen all of them except for like two. I actually went through. So there are like fifty Godzilla movies. I don't know if anybody. Uh, I, I have a, <clears throat> an entire Notion page dedicated to the Godzilla movies just because I was trying to figure out which ones I didn't see. And the only ones I didn't see, I don't even really count uh, one of them. Uh, where is it? I want to look this thing up because I, I got them all saved. Yeah, this this was like a pretty intense uh, movie list. There it is. Yeah. All right. Here we go. One second. Let me share my screen real quick. Share the screen. Share the screen. Um. Where is it? Godzilla. Here we go. These are all the Godzilla movies. Did I do them in order? I think it's in order. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. 1954. Um, I don't know why it's showing The Godfather over here. But, <clears throat> yeah, these are all the IMBD links to all of the Godzilla movies. And I think the only ones – actually, did I put to the side which ones I haven't seen yet? Um – no, I think the only ones I hadn't seen, though, were, like, there was one where it was, like, uh, oh, man, it's going to drive me nuts. I think it's, like, something like Godzilla versus, like, the sea monster or something weird where it was, like, a, some crossover movie. Uh, oh, man, it's been forever since I looked at this. I put this together forever ago. But, yeah, for anyone who's not seeing all these names, it's, like, Godzilla versus, wait, let me start with the bottom. They got, like... Uh, you know, first Godzilla was like a bad guy. It was like Godzilla, and he's destroying stuff. Yeah, he was then, basically a, a <clears> metaphor <throat> for like uh, atomic radiation yep, and like yeah. World War and then II. yeah, then Godzilla raids again. Godzilla, king of the monsters, and he was just being a dick. Uh, then the next Godzilla, Godzilla same, not being a dick. Yeah, and and then you start getting the other ones where it's like King Kong versus Godzilla. Then there was Mothra versus Godzilla. Oh, actually, this might have been one. I think I didn't see one of the King Kong versus Godzilla. I think maybe that's one. I there's Mothra, there's Ghidorah, there's the Astro Monster, which I believe is actually just Ghidorah. Uh, okay, I, I, oh, I Horror from the Deep. Here it is. Let's say, let me pull this thing up. This is the this is one of the only ones. Get out of your ad. What is yeah. this? <laughs> I I think we get the the gist of it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Fun story, uh, you know that uh, Ian is actually working on a uh, fan comic of uh, Godzilla versus uh, the. Uh, the uh, Adam West Batman. <laughs> Adam West. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. 
No, the Adam West Batman versus Godzilla, and I have to admit, it's really good. It's like I read the first two issues. Like Ian, like uh, where where are you guys at on that uh, series? By the way, um, issue three has uh, been written, and the lettering. I don't know when the release date is yet, but it's coming soon. All right, well, send it my way when it's done because I really, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, Godzilla is definitely uh, in the public domain, having its first release, nineteen fifty four. I think Godzilla, or, or it's either that or it's like a year away from it. It's like it's either in the public domain or it's like right next to when it's supposed to be released. But yeah, it's it's that's such an old uh, story. It's been around forever. I've got so many Godzilla toys. I love those new movies that are coming out. I th- I think that like he's like all like the kaiju stuff. Like that stuff's really cool. We were talking with Eric um, earlier about that, but yeah, like th- there's like so much to play with because you can with basically kaiju's you can just take random monsters, smash them together, and be like I got a new one, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's so much fun. You can have a real monster mash with it and everything. Yeah, it's a graveyard smash. But 100% honesty, if you have not seen the animated uh, Godzilla cartoon based on the original, um, not the original movie, the 2000 Godzilla movie, the, the, the American oh, oh. one. Oh, okay, that's why you're saying that. Yeah, that, that movie was garbage. That, yeah, it like, was total garbage. But the cartoon is yeah. actually good. Like, even Japanese people said, actually, this is way more in the spirit of what Godzilla is because he get, you have a new Godzilla who's like the egg that survives at the end of the movie. And he actually starts fighting off all the other mutations that have been showing up. And then there's an entire arc with aliens who take the corpse of the original Godzilla and turn it into a mecha Godzilla. And it, it was great. It was freaking I, awesome. I, I haven't seen all of it, but I definitely remember seeing the cartoon. And it definitely was better than the that garbage that they turned into movie. Although, like I said, I have all these Godzilla toys. I do have that Godzilla toy. I Actually, I have a huge one. I think it's like... I can't I back up far enough. Like, where's the camera? I, I think it's like this big, like tail to nose. Yeah. Like, it's like a, it's like a huge uh, wow. toy of it. But um, it's a toy yeah. so big it might as well be paying rent. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, those those things were um, like, what, what's it called? The new movie, the King of the what was the new one? I forgot. Godzilla. There was the King first Kong one. one. No, it's Godzilla. Then Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla, I think it's King of the Monsters, right? Is that the new one? Yeah, it's the one where he fights Ghidorah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was trying to remember the name. But yeah. So like that, like so. First off, if for anyone who is like a huge Godzilla fan, like I showed you, there's tons of these monsters that he fights for like the last 100 years in real life, um, and so literally they they mention at one point as they they reference the frozen Ghidorah. Um, that there are like a certain number of black sites. I can't remember the number, but I remember looking it up later and it matches the number of, of monsters that are in the universe minus one monster and that, or no, two monsters. And that those monsters are Biollante and Space Godzilla. And that would make sense because Biollante was a man-made kaiju that I think was meant to like either fight Godzilla, kind of like the Mecha Godzilla was. Um, and then basically... Godzilla takes Biollante when he fights him and hurls him into space, but Biollante had bitten down on God, uh, Godzilla and t- put 
took a piece of his DNA with him, and then that merger is what makes Space Godzilla when it hits like an asteroid or some weird planet. I can't remember exactly the story, but so like the only two characters that they didn't involve are the two characters that have to be created later, anyways. And I'm like, oh my god, like they created the whole world. They got Mothra and Rodan. Like they're they're. I was so excited when I saw that movie uh, trailer. I was losing my mind. So I'm like super excited. So basically, like you're saying that like you're you're really ingratiated into the lore and continuity of Godzilla. I, I'm so excited that the new Godzillas are just remaking the old Godzillas. They're, they're like, hey, those old Godzillas were done with puppets and had really cool concepts but terrible movies with visuals, right? So, like, just taking those ideas, bringing them to the, you know, the 2020s and essentially remaking uh you know, the kaiju stories, and it's like, yeah, it's like, yes, I want, if you could make the old Godzilla look like it was made today, I'm sold. I will watch all of those movies. You get to take all of my money. Don't do anything stupid. Don't bring up anything else in it. Just monsters fighting. You Talk about the people sometimes. That actually leads into our main topic of the day. So, uh, yeah. I actually uh, found this quote online recently. It's a quote by Matt Fraction, and I think, like, Especially us uh, comic enjoyers, indie writers, we can, we all have an opinion on on this. So I'm going to read it out, and then we can discuss it. I think continuity is the devil. I think it's constricting and restrictive. I think it's alienating and off-putting, and it inflicts an artifact of linear time as we experience it on something that exists outside of linear time, as well as keeps new readership away by keeping comics a matter of trivia and history rather than actual stories. A quote by Matt Fraction. First off, who's Matt Fraction? <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is a fairly well-known uh, writer in the comic book sphere. So all I know is he his lack of continuity is why I don't know his name. And... The other part is that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because that is – so here, here's why that's stupid, and I mean objectively, not subjectively. It's not my opinion. Objectively, that is the, a stupid idea, and the reason why is when it comes to business, period, the thing that customers buy most beyond price or anything else that anyone will ever tell you are convenience and consistency. And that is why McDonald's is on every country in the world except for like 12. Like if you can look up the list of countries that McDonald's isn't in and it will take you three seconds to read, right? You can add Russia to that list, that's for sure. Uh, actually, I think they're still open there. They're just not technically uh, like connected to them. But yes, in the, the fact, there's two other countries that are like that. There's McDonald's there, but they're technically not associated with McDonald's. That's how prominent they are. And the two things they offer are convenience and consistency and so i don't care if it's entertainment or if i'm buying a phone like a tech piece of technology consistency cons uh, consistency is objectively better for the human to want to uh, acquire something and then stick with it you might you might not get new readers of a different opinion of your story but like yeah objectively that's the dumbest quote i've ever heard uh for, for coming from a creator yeah, I remember reading that for the first time, and I had a similar reaction. I'm like, 
you know what? This feels to me like somebody who's writing like, you know what? I just want to jump in, get a paycheck and get out. I don't want to be bogged down by all of these years of rules. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's an inherent problem in the Western comic sphere in that. How does it work? You have your well-established brand and you bring in new writers to continue those brands. But the thing is, and we could all attest it, we come in with our own ideas, you know, uh, writers, indie writers, we all have the ideas for our own characters, our own stories, our own scenarios. But then when we're put, if you put somebody like that to write something that's already established, you kind of want to br break it and bring in your own set of toys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just, I was just going to say a quick thing is like I, the word that came to mind, canon, right? The fact that that is an important word is already evidence that that's the case. Like the fact that people complain that it's not canon all the time is also just proof positive that it's like people don't like change. And if entertainment is supposed to be escapism and you're forcing me to strain my brain to consume it, you're already defeating the point of entertainment. You kind of lost me on that one a little bit. Uh, so I'm saying, so I'm saying, uh, the reason the word canon in the context of storytelling even exists is because of all the people that break the plot point. And what I'm saying is that entertainment in general, the purpose of entertainment is escapism, right? Every yeah. product solves a problem. Entertainment's problem solution is I've got problems in life and I'd like to escape from them. Tell me a story. And if you, your story has to make me go, wait, that doesn't make any sense because over here he's wearing a red jacket and suddenly he's a T-Rex, right? And that, that's not even part of the story. You know, like like uh, the, the, the movie, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, like from the, uh, the Fast and the Furious uh, franchise. I watched that and there is a hilariously in, uh, contiguous scene that happens where the rock is running. It starts off at midnight with rain. Uh, the next scene, it's like daylight. He's in shorts, uh, and has, and then the next scene, he has no shirt. Or yeah, he has a shirt when he didn't have one. It doesn't. Boots are on. Boots are on. It doesn't make any sense. It is all one continuous scene where he's running. It shows something. It goes back to him. It shows something. It goes back to him. And each time, he's wearing like different clothing. It is the most incoherent scene I've ever seen in a movie. Um, and like, that's the type of stuff that like the movie was semi entertaining. And then that scene happened. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like other than maybe like an intentional breaking of canon or breaking of continuity to draw my attention as like an unexpected twist. Um, yeah, I just like, it just seems so strange to me that someone would intentionally make entertainment uncomfortable when the purpose is to be, uh, escapism. Yeah. Well, from my understanding of the, the, the quote, the problem is that everyone just wants to reset back to normal with comic books. Like, if you've read anything in the last, like, 10, 15 years, it's like, what did Spider-Man go through, for example? Uh, he got possessed. He started a company. He became a multi-billionaire. He started a... Which he went back... Then he lost it all, went back to school, started from square one, and I think he's working as a pizza guy now or something. That's crazy. Oh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know of any about that stuff. That sounds that sounds ludicrous. And what what is he like? I, I don't know about the pizza guy part. I'm just making that that part. I'm I'm making up, but I think that's what's going on. And essentially, he's still in his mid twenties. Yeah, that, that's that's why. Like, 
it's not so much that you can't retell old stories, but like, like I mentioned before, like the Adams family and Ghostbusters, they were created from nothingness, right? Like they're, they weren't there. Now they're there. And I think the problem is that there's a lot of creators like, like that quote, what he's probably saying is like, it's okay to tell new stories, but then he's using it in the context of taking something that already exists and then retelling it again. But he's not taking like the Grimm's tales that were written like 200 years ago Right. He's taking something that we like actively. There are living people who were around when the first issue came out. And now you're trying to like destroy this legacy that's been built around them just to get new fans. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, why not create a new character? Like, like tell them, tell a new story. But the problem with that is that the comic book industry doesn't like new characters. We just like having our main or established characters. Every so often, there's a new breakout hit kind of character. They do well for a while, but then they kind of fade back into obscurity because we always got to go back to Bruce Wayne. We always got to go back to Peter Parker. We always got to go back to Clark Kent and set them back to level one. They get up to a certain point, and then they have to always go back. Yeah, I feel like the, the, the better alternative is to either, like, if you watch, like, the Terminator series, right, you start off with Sarah Connor and then you follow the son, right? You know, you have, like, an evolution of the characters throughout the whole thing, and the story constantly progresses forward. Um, and, you know, in and, and all honesty, in, in all the movies that start to, like, try to pull stuff from the past, it starts to feel weird again. And it's like, just keep moving forward. Like, have another kid. It doesn't matter. You can go on forever, right? Like, you, you, you can keep having generations. And I think that, essentially, there's only two paths you can take when it comes to continuing a story without it becoming repetitive. Um, is there's the Dragon Ball Z style, where Goku just becomes a god, and then a super god, and then an ultra mega super god, right? Like, you know, there, there's like this progression where like you continually get better and better and better, but eventually, like obviously, it's like oh, and then Superman sneezed and the whole galaxy went away, right? <laughs> and that, that happens in one of like the comics, right? Like he sneezed the galaxy away, and so the the idea that you can only do that with one character, like there is a upper echelon where the story will break and like the universe doesn't make any sense. And so the other alternative is that you can have one character progress and then hand the mantle off. And I feel like too many, too many creators are uncomfortable uh, shifting to the next character where like, honestly, like one of the biggest shows that came out in the last decade was game of Thrones. And with game of Thrones, you, you have a character who you start to fall in love with and oops, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Let's follow the next character, right? And th- like that's something that you know Greg and I, with our storytelling, like, that's what we're you know we want to do is we want to be able to move on to the next character, and it's okay that the old character's dead because the cool thing is you can always go back and look at him. You know, I don't need to remake him so you can rewatch him, right? Yeah. Unless it was like again like the you know Godzilla, where like in the 1950s it was puppets, like let's make them look like real lizards, you know, like that's a huge difference, and in that case you're you're not trying to change the story you're trying to retell it remastered and people love like i would buy ocarina of time if it was remastered to the newest version like to the newest uh, console because the oh, yeah, story definitely. was great i just want to see it look better you know another good example of this kind of storytelling is going to star trek you know star trek is always that established brand but you know what do you get you have the og star trek you have the next generation you have deep space nine you have voyager uh and then take it or leave it. You have the newer stuff like Picard, Lower Decks, Prodigy. 
you know some of those i like more than others that's for sure but it's always in the same universe but we're always moving on to the next thing the next story the next part of it star wars is starting to do that they're finally realizing you know we can tell stories that are not just about the skywalker clan like you know the mandalorian was freaking amazing i loved it uh, I don't know how Andor is doing, but like I, I'm hearing mixed things. Uh, Boba Fett's, eh. Well, like Boba Fett's one of those ones where, um, so I haven't seen the Boba Fett one, but my, my cousins watched like the whole thing. And essentially from what I, I can tell is basically Mandalorian, uh, you know, the Mandalorian story while 2. continuing. Boba, yeah. Like, well, while like adding Boba Fett's kind of like crossover to it. But again, like the reason why you, there's probably an eh feeling about it is they're taking an old character and trying to revive him. Right. Like, you know, just keep moving on. Like Mandalorian's dope. We got baby Yoda. Like let's add new stuff like that. Like even the baby Yoda, right? Like Yoda was very minimal in the, in the movies. He really is. Like he's not a big thing. He's a big deal. Cause he has a, a few key lines. Like there is uh, what is it? Do or do not. There is no try. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. But like, other than that, he's not in the movies that long. And so having this little baby Yoda, little nod to the old, guard right that's fine but like yeah when you're trying to drag a dead bot like actually the best examples when uh I, I forgot the actress's name but uh princess leia when she passed away carrie like fish. carrie fish yeah, thank you. and so like basically um there's a scene where she gets blown up uh from the spaceship and she's oh on space. that would have been the perfect ending and instead they're like let's bring her wow. back and do a, a yeah like flying and stuff i'm like no like nobody wanted to see that it destroyed so many it, it opens up so many plot holes from past movies and stuff and you're like i don't understand why you couldn't just let that go and move on like she's dead in real life and now you're like hologramming her like we're gonna go watch a tupac concert you know it doesn't make any sense let's put it this way if we start talking about the inconsistencies in the new star trek uh, star wars movies that we would need a whole other hour worth of fun. Uh, yeah, we, we, Greg and I have done that in other episodes too, like for uh, our Cyrano yeah, podcast. The person, that, the person that's going to be on next, Chris, he like talked about that for like an hour. Yeah, we, yeah, we were going, we were digging into that because like, I don't, that's why I'm not even talking about the inconsistencies, but my biggest thing was just like, so ignoring all the inconsistencies because yes, there are a plethora of them, but it's the idea that they were literally holding on to a dead person in real life trying to keep that story going and it's like just... Like, you already have new characters. It's okay to move on. Like, yeah, exactly. we understand that people get old and die. Like, just let it happen and move on. And they're, like, they're so gung-ho on going, no, we need to drain this or wring this sponge until we rip it in half and, like, destroy the legacy. That's something I'm enjoying about the MCU is because when somebody dies in real life or their contract expires and they can't go back, they have to write them out. You know, and it's not like in comics, because I've mentioned this before, the, the most notorious, horrible, bring back to life retcon, wait, wait. magic time travel bullets. There it is. I knew it was, I know it. All right. The time travel for him never works. No, it's not just that it never worked. Is that what Captain America got gunned down on the steps of, uh, in Washington and like you know full-on like sniper rifle death everything no that wasn't a real bullet that was a magic bullet that sent him across time oh and like, gotcha <laughs> yeah. and, and then 
They did the same thing to Batman. It's like, oh, the Omega beams didn't kill him. They just sent him through time, and he's been hopping back and forth. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, one of our guidelines in our universe is literally not using time travel. So, <laughs> look, if you want to have a good bring back from the dead mechanic, you can come up with better shit than that. Okay, the Dragon Balls are a thing for a reason. Yeah, yeah and, the Dragon Balls. Like, yeah. If you do. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, right? I was about yeah, to say, well, it, it, got all the Dragon Balls. And like, e even Dragon Ball Z, like, like th this is, like, an interesting thing, too. Like, they made the rule where you can only wish back somebody once or twice, something like that. I can't remember the, the oh, rules. Oh, which but... can only be granted once, specifically. So if you would, like, let's say uh, Greg died and we used the Dragon Balls to bring him back to life, we couldn't use the Dragon oh, Balls oh, to bring Greg oh, back oh, to life oh, again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are you killing Greg? What, what's going on? I didn't kill Greg. <laughs> I hypothetical. But, but like, yeah, and so like the idea that it had rules made a lot of sense, and then for you know they, they ended up breaking that rule because of you know Kami and all that stuff. Like they, like they they left themselves wiggle room to get out of that situation. But yeah, like when you start making up, uh, like my biggest um, my biggest thing with the rules, like like let's say to be Star Wars for example, like when they had that that spaceship go into hyperdrive and blow up the ship, oh, yeah. literally destroyed all of the movies because why wouldn't you do that to the death star find the biggest chunk of hunk of trash put a giant motor on the back of it and shoot that thing through it and then your problems are all solved mm -hmm. right and so like they they destroyed an entire um plot point of all of their movies in a single action to to make a convenient scene for them where they killed a character who we only see briefly is a jerk the whole time so she has no redeeming qualities except her final act when it could it should have been more uh who, uh, who's the other guy not finn who's the other uh um the character guy, yeah, yeah. yeah the rogue guy yeah, like, like he should have been the one that did it, and it would have made more sense. It would have been a really good scene, and obviously he shouldn't have done the hyperdrive. They would, you know, could have kamikaze into it or whatever, and like that would have made way more sense. Instead, they're like, let's kill off a character who's been a jerk since the moment she entered the screen. No one, like, no one likes her, and let's also destroy all physics in our universe immediately. Exactly. That, that's the problem like that's why you need to respect continuity in your stories because when you have moments like that hey i need to write myself out of a corner i'm just going to pull some bullshit out of my ass and it wrecks your entire continuity it's just like well that just completely invalidates everything that came before you yeah. know a lot of times i feel like writers who like i was saying earlier writers who come into certain stories nowadays that some of them feel like they're just phoning it in i'm not calling out any names except for that guy who wrote that that one scene i was telling you about ian the thing with like yes i am an angel that, like raphael like that that one yes uh yeah yeah it was from i think the scarlet spider book they did recently like that was yes. like so much phoning it in but no um it's like you bring in writers and it's like hey i, I need you to write um this uh, mini series of i don't know wolverine we're gonna have a six issue wolverine miniseries I need you to write it. I need you to handle everything. And it's like, okay, I got an idea. I'm going to write it up. Okay, but this conflicts with continuity. I'm not going to sit like 30 minutes down and read a whole Wikipedia article. I'm just going to write what I feel like. I have a story idea in mind, so I'm going to write it. I don't care what came before. That, that's, the, that's the other interesting thing, too. I, like, I wonder why, like, Greg and I have been writing out, like, character descriptions and uh, plot lines uh, uh, 
back history, things like that, like a Wikipedia article. It's like, how, how can they not have that? So I can't imagine that they don't have that, like all these big companies that, um, you know, have longstanding story arcs. And it's like, I like, I think one of the other big ones that happened recently was, uh, what is it? Amazon prime, I think has the, um, the Lord of the Rings, uh, yeah, TV yeah. show. And I, and I heard something yeah. that, cause my cut, co- my cousin's been watching it and he's a huge Lord of the Rings fans. And one of the big things that he talks about is that they're apparently taking like a thousand years of history in that universe, condensing it into like a hundred years and then just breaking a bunch of rules just for the sake of like being able to add, uh, uh, drama. what's it called? Draw. Yeah, I guess drama, but like they're, they're adding like stuff to it that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, like that, that, like that breaks the like the guidelines of the universe itself, and it's supposed to be in the past, so that would make everything else in the future make zero sense. Yeah, uh, I think one of them was, uh, I think Galadriel. Is she supposed to have a, a husband and kids at this point? Uh, I could be getting the name wrong and everything because, like, these are Tolkien names, so it's like if you don't have yeah, yeah. encyclopedic knowledge, you're not <laughs> up to date. But if, from what I remember hearing, this character is supposed to have a family. But the way they're writing her right now, they haven't mentioned any of it. They haven't talked about any of it. And it kind of makes her seem like, wow, okay, does she actually have that family? Is she, like, abandoning them? Like, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what I mean about like, the, the multi-year thing. Like, they're collapsing them all. So, like, there's, I think there's characters that are alive in it that shouldn't be alive at the same time as somebody else. And it would make other stories in there not make any sense that are told in the the later, like, the actual uh, main series and so like, it's yeah it just seems strange that they would do that when in all reality if they just started telling the old stories like people would watch them and yeah. instead they're like yeah but what if i want to add my own little flavor in there like talk about a point and i want to get it across to people for absolutely zero reason other than my self-gratification and it's like like that like i remember the big one with star wars like a huge thing with that was the the inconsistency of the power levels like you, you have luke training forever to lift one rock and then Ray out of nowhere is like floating an atom series of rocks behind her. Right. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense that someone could even be instantaneously that powerful. So you take something like the Lord of the Rings saga and then you take something from the past that's supposed to have a storyline to it that makes something in the future make sense. And they rip it apart just to make uh, one of their characters that they like more than the other or something have more attention. It's like, yeah. and I, I think there was another one. I think someone's supposed to have died in it, but then they didn't die or they brought them back. You know, they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. But, but you see right there, you hit the nail on the head in that you have writers coming into established franchises and that sometimes they don't care about what's set up and would rather bring in their own flair and for their self gratification or their characters, where in reality, a lot of these writers would probably just be happier if they got to write their own story. Yeah, and, and that's, that might be the case too, is that they would like to write their own stories, and uh, basically they get hired by a company. They're like, I got a big story to tell. It's like, too bad, we're working on this today. They're like, well, whatever, I'll write it my way then. Yeah, and they're like destroying classic stories. Mm-hmm. And I've I've made this comparison before a lot of times. The main problem with the Western comic market, it's like it's more like magazines that you put out every month. You know, it's a continuous thing. You got a, a topic to talk about. You got a theme that you got to follow, but you can never deviate too far from it. Whereas if you look at somewhere in, um, in like Japan with manga, manga goes through phases. It's like, hey, here's what's popular right now. Here's what's trending right now. Cool. These stories have beginning, middles and ends. 
cool. They're great. Some of them, some of them are forgettable. We move on. And now we have the next hotness. But all that old stuff is still there. It's still available. You can still get merch of it. It's just no longer in season. Like, for example, Dragon Ball like came back recently because they wanted to bring it back. It's so huge. But something like, for example, Full Metal Alchemist. Big popular thing while it was out. It finished. It's still pretty popular in those communities. People can still go back and watch it, enjoy it, get merch from it. But you know what? We've moved on in the collective zeitgeist. We now go to the next thing, you know? Now I was just Cowboy Bebop. Like, that one series, or one season, done. That's it. They tried to bring it back as, like, a TV show, and it's like, nah, it wasn't as good. So yeah. leave, leave yeah. it be. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to go back to these franchises. You want to leave them be. And we've all established live-action remakes are not exactly the best. Well, I think the other thing, too, it's like, you can still monetize them. That's why, uh, what's his face, uh, 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 George Lucas, right? Star Wars, George Lucas, right? Yeah. Um, ba- ba- that's why he kept the um, what's it called, the toys, like the uh, merchandise. Oh, yeah. That's why he kept it because that is the one thing that if you make a popular story, like I bought uh, Goku Adidas sneakers a few years <laughs> ago. Right, like that's the reason why, like the real reason why Dragon Ball Super is become is coming back and they're releasing movies in theaters is essentially my like demographic, Greg and mine's de- uh, demographic, our demographic, right? Oops, I just popped my necklace off. It's funny. Um, like our demographic are the ones that were watching it as a kid, and, and now that, we have disposable income to buy yes, all the dumb shit. A hundred percent. Like if I was when when I was a kid, I would have given anything to buy every single Goku action figure. And now I've got expendable money, and he's in theaters. I'm gonna have to give them expendable my money. money. Yeah, exactly. And so that 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 makes perfect sense that it'll come back. And I don't mind them telling new stories because you know at least it's still the original creator, like Akira Toriyama. You know, it's not they're not um, basically bringing it back from the dead and having somebody else write the story and ruin it. Because like, I feel like I really I'm like that's oh, one story I would be afraid of getting ruined is like you know someone someone comes in to try to play with. Um, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z after Akira Tori- Toriyama passes away, and they just destroy that franchise. Well, to be honest, even with modern Dragon Ball, it's a yes and no. Akira Toriyama mostly like what he does is that he provides notes. So he's like, hey, here's my bullet points for what I want to happen in this arc. He gives it to a team, and then they create the anime and the manga. Like I think Battle of Gods was actually written by someone else. And Akira Toriyama just went through the script and said, okay, no, not yep. this. This is good. No, not yeah, that, this. That's why if you watch the show, um, they ended up uh, replaying the same scene from the movie. Um, so it's like technically the movie is kind of canon because like half of this or 80% of the stuff in it happens in the show as well. It's almost like, you know, just a different perspective on how it happened or whatever. So yeah, I definitely, um, you know, but, but either way, it's still, yeah, he, it's, it's getting his seal of approval at least, kind of like with George Lucas overlooking um the old what was it the issue or uh, episodes one two and three uh you know for canonization like making sure mm-hmm. that it still makes sense um but yeah that that's so that's fine with me at least it's still getting that approval yeah, exactly. he knows his rules that he's made over the years like he's making sure none of them are getting destroyed <laughs> another good example would be uh, right now they just released a new bleach anime i don't know if any of you watched bleach while it was airing uh, I don't remember if it was while it was airing or if I caught it after. I, I did watch Bleach. I, I remember a lot of it. I know it was really good, but like I don't remember much of it. Yeah. I was pretty so, young. The, 
the original Bleach anime never finished the manga because I think some health problems that the creator had at the time. So now they're finally finishing the last arc, and like you know, it, it's they really brought their A game animation wise, but also the original artist, uh, the original creator of the story, came back to like, okay, I want to add extra content to explain more stuff. So there's some scenes that have been cut, but some scenes that have been added in, some extra visuals, contexts. So like that's cool to bring back, and that's like following continuity. But like my original point is that in this uh, kind of environment, people can come in and tell their original stories. You can have their own continuity. They're not bogged down by other people's continuity. But in the West, when you do have that long-standing continuity, it should be respected because nothing irks fans more than characters who are completely acting out of their motivation. How many times have you seen it where a character ends an arc in a certain way, and then three years later, they're in another book and they're acting completely different? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of them was like Sandman. Like there was an arc in the Avengers where he was even made a reserve Avenger and then he just comes back as a villain for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's like you got when you're working in continuity, you need to respect continuity. If you want to write your own stuff, you write your own stuff. But unfortunately, the way the market is now, the big the big comic industry in North America doesn't want original stuff. They just want to keep propping up the same stories and characters. Yeah, I think the other big reason they do stuff like that too. Um, I think I mentioned this yesterday. I have a uh, a friend who signed to a record label, and uh, he had new uh, new songs that he created um, actually with my brother. And what ended up happening was when it was submitted to the label, they didn't accept it because it didn't match his brand. And basically, he's under a contract where he has to create new songs. But ironically, the label can just say, no, we don't like that one. Try again. And so basically, you're, you're stuck in this thing where it actually makes sense why. So essentially, this company has spent the last, you know, whatever, 50 years, however long they've been around, figuring out how to market something. So they get a new, they get a new artist. Here's their genres. Here's how you market that genre. And now they're like, oh, you're trying a little, a little avant-garde. You get a little, little far. What is it? Left, I think, is the way they phrase it. A little far left of what's mainstream. Uh, you know, that's too much. We don't know how to market that, so we won't allow it at all. And so that's probably the same thing with these huge companies like uh, Disney, where like someone wants to pitch a new idea, but they're like afraid to do it because they've mastered the way to market like their current genre of things. Where like that's why Pixar had such incredible works because essentially. Um, what was it? The, the first Toy Story they released on their own. And then when Disney purchased them, Steve Jobs ensured that they were not allowed to be um, uh, like touched by Disney, essentially, for like it was like 10 years or something. Like maybe it was a long time that they yeah. were not allowed to conflict with their storytelling. And you could see the difference when Disney finally took over the, the level of storytelling and the newness of stories they were uh, presenting uh, drastically altered. Oh, I hear that. You know, that actually reminds me of, uh, speaking of Disney, that, that brings up a, a, sp a very interesting show and a very interesting story from recently. Have you heard of a show on Disney called The Owl House? The Owl House? Yeah, it's a, very, it's a pretty good kid's cartoon, for example. Hmm. So I am not. What happened was, like, after the second season, uh, Disney says, you know what, this show doesn't fit our brand, we want to cancel it. 
And it was very popular with the fan base online. It was fairly popular how it was doing. So they fought and they fought and they got a third season. But instead of being a full third season, they shortened it down to like, I think, three or four 45-minute specials. Mm. So finally, the first episode of those of the third season of those specials came out. And it did gangbusters. You know, they looked at it online. The amount of viewers who were watching it live. They looked at it uh, on broadcast time, how many people were watching. And you have people at the higher ups who were literally saying, oh, no, this show's actually popular. <laughs> so the problem is, like, they have an idea how to market something. But there could be actual good things that they're missing out on because of it. Yeah, that's that's true for like any business too. Is uh, if you're not growing, you're dying, and that's why was it Borders? Is that the one that closed for the bookstores? Right, they never went online, and yes. by the time they they finally attempted to go online, it was so late because uh, what was it Barnes and Noble uh, or Amazon? Obviously, like took that market over, but even Barnes and Noble finally stepped up, and they're like, all right, I guess we'll put our stuff online. And so yeah, by the time they tried to get on, like there was nothing left for them in the online market. And so, yeah, they got shut down, you know, even, even Barnes and Noble is wise enough to go, okay, like how do we get people to come into the store? Like, let's hook up a Starbucks people. You can't, you know, you can't get Starbucks at home the way you get it at a Starbucks store. So why not just add it to our, our bookstore? People like to read coffee or say read coffee, read books and drink coffee. And, you know, let's put that together. That's going, that's going to work up, uh, work out really well. And so that's, that's the one reason they're still in business is that little uh, partnership they made. But yeah, I definitely agree um, that uh, if if you don't adapt constantly, you will eventually die. But if you built up a tall enough tower, it just takes longer to happen. That's why uh, you know there 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 are like what is it GE for example? They've been around forever, and essentially <laughs> I love to read coffee and drink books. Um, it's like mm, that literature tastes good. But the uh, what was it GE very recently sold their light bulb manufacturing. Uh, business like that's literally what it was created from like i don't know if you guys even heard about that like they sold the part that made them who they were because they couldn't afford to keep it up and it's because they stopped being as inventive as they were that's the whole reason they exist is invention and so yeah i feel like a lot of these creative platforms have forgotten how to be creative they went full business mode and no longer attempt uh you know to try new things because a lot of I think the biggest reason is likely the fact they're publicly traded, right? Yeah. They have to they have to make the, the the stock ticker go up. If it doesn't go up, the, they get fired. And so basically they're being rewarded for what they're doing and they're gonna keep doing it that way. And this is why, and I've said this many times before, Ian has said this many times before, that's why consumers should invest more in indie projects. Yeah. Because you know what? We're putting out original stories, we're putting out original characters. And no one's telling us how to do it except ourselves, whether that's brilliance or shit. Or Greg. And Greg, one, Greg will tell you. <laughs> well, one final point. One final point. When we kill our characters, they see dead. <laughs> Unless we have, we ran out of ideas and bring them back, you know. Yeah. Or, or we're telling a zombie story. Yeah. I'll never do that either. So. Yeah. As an, inter as an eternal quote from Marvel Comics, it's magic. I ain't got to explain shit. <laughs> All right. So I think uh, th that should be our end time for today. So we'll, we'll go around yeah. the table. 
Um, just everyone say like uh, one last thing. If uh, things are working on, they want to plug before we head on out. I guess Peter first. <laughs> so this year is actually going to be a big year for me. Uh, I am finally finishing issue four of uh, Zenith Nights, which means we're also going to be releasing the volume one collection of it. So issues one through four. Uh, so that will include some bonus content. And I will be very happy to have that for sale both up uh, online on retailers like Amazon and, of course, on Sierra Nova Comics, where you can read it online. So make sure to get yourself a membership, check it out. And we'll be sharing a lot of behind the scenes stuff for uh, this series. We also have a special issue that was made by uh, Ian Miller and uh, storyboarded by another artist that I know. I will plug him uh, later. And uh, that will be going up on Sierra Nova Comics in the future. That's going to be more of, of a surprise for later. So uh, 2022 is going uh, 2023 is going to be a big year for when it comes to Medallion Comics. Awesome. Okay. Um, right now, what's going on for me and Triple Threat Comics is that uh, issue three of my series, Codename Hunter, is actually going to be released on December 25th. So I'm finally putting the colors on that and the lettering. So Sierra Nova Comics is going to get that copy first before everybody else. Yeah, and I'm currently working on issue four, you know, with my very good friend Enrique Lopez, who is actually our inker. So I'm very excited to be working out with on this project with him. So a lot of exciting stuff's coming up. So keep an eye out. Cool. Um, I guess we have stuff coming out. <laughs> yeah, we got we got comics and stuff. Yeah. Next year we got Mittens to uh Nightmare at Camp Lovejoy, which is the ending of Chronicles of Horror anthology series. Which I can't wait to just end it. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seer Chronicles 3 and Ink. I, 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 how did I forget that one? Ink, yeah. Ink 2. Ink and that's like the first one that we're yep. going to <laughs> Yeah. So we got all that. Um, definitely and post, bag of chips. posting that uh, teaser of Ink 2. Probably tonight. Ooh, Dylan, if you can help me make a teaser like that for my series, I would be eternally grateful if we can talk about that sometime. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that. It's that stuff's fun. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I think it took me like four hours to make, or five. No, I think five hours because I spent another hour later doing the lettering stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like really fun. Like you know, going through and like trying to uh, really match that. And then I also found a site for uh, what was it? Um, cinematic uh, music for free, and I was like, hell yeah! I was like, how the music matched up to how? The oh, it was perfect. I listened through like I, I think I I pulled up um, I, I saved the site somewhere. I'll, I'll I'll have to give them a shout out later. But um, basically, I I um I went to their site and you could filter it by like uh, temp or not tempo like uh, pace, but like uh, energetic. That's what it was. It was like low energy, high energy, very high oh, energy. Cool. So yeah, I so I picked. Yeah, it was like very high, high energy. So one of those two, I think it ended up being high energy. Um, cinematic, because you could choose different types of genre. Cinematic just happens to be one of them. And then there was like one other option I selected. And then I, I listened to like three of them. And then I listened to one, that the one that I chose. And I was like, that's exactly, that matches my video perfectly. I'm like, toss it right in there. So I was so excited about that. Cool. So uh this actual episode will be live on this coming Friday. I just have to, you know, download this eight hour video. 
and, and slice it into little pieces. Go through the entire thing and then cut everything yeah. out. And yeah, so that should be fun. All right, lovely. So thank you for having us. This has been a blast. And as always, oh. uh, me and Ian do these uh, podcasts on a regular basis. And obviously, if other people from the website ever want to join us, they are more than welcome. We have a blast just talking about random geeky stuff. I also just realized, aside from being the first live Nova Files, it's also the first, uh, the first that's sponsored by uh, Comics Wellspring because yeah. this whole, uh, yeah, this whole, um, you know, uh, Comic Con is uh, sponsored by them. So yeah, you guys, you guys got the first uh, live and first sponsored one. Whoa, I've never been on a wow. sponsored podcast before. So that's great. We're <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. All right then. So I guess we'll bow out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say have a great rest of re virtual Comic-Con, guys. Can't wait to work with you more in the, the new year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.